Good morning, everybody. Today, Be'ezrat Hashem will be learning Daf Samaches in Maseches Bavakama. Let's learn for Rafus and Yeshua's for all of Klal Israel, Phil. Let's learn for Mazel Tov from Aisha and Peninas, uh, uh, who just had a baby boy, right? Peninas, uh, singer, fame, Andrew's daughter. And um, let's just learn for our Chayalim and for all of Klal Israel. Can we do that? And Le'ilu Nishmas, Rav Chaim Zev Melinowitz, that's all, of course. Okay. So now, Five lines up from, okay, what I'm going to do, five lines up from the bottom of Samach Zayin Rebbeiz with the two dots, we're going to climb the Lumdus ladder. Phil looked at the, at the page and he said, this looks like it's going to be fun. And it is. But let me explain something to you about the Lumdus ladder. If I, if I give you the outline, then when we hit each point in the Lumdus ladder, it'll be less intimidating. That's how I roll, okay? So we'll do like this. The Geneva, we, we started touching upon it yesterday. A ganav, a thief, Rahman al-Slan, steals something. So the first abstract idea is, when does it become his? Like, is it when he picked it up? Is it when he took it out of wherever he took it out of? Is it shinu rishus? Did he have to make a change in the physical item? What thing makes that, right? What makes, at what point is it kona? That was like the discussion yesterday, okay? If you want to turn up the heat a little bit and, and ask a question, we can get a little bit more abstract. And you bring in the concept of yeush because we'll layer on top of that the idea of when was the original owner, right, relinquishing it? When did he despair of it? When did he have yeush? Why does that matter? So now look at, let's look at the two extremes. One could argue that unless he despairs of it, it is entirely his. In other words, all these questions of the, of the kinyan of the thief, right, acquiring it, none of it matters if the original owner never gave up on it. Okay, he never gave up on it, and therefore now it's just shit. Now it's just changing locations, right? You could put a tracker device, tracking device on it, and you see it all over the place. But it's always Barry's thing, right? Barry's thing is traveling all over the place. He never gave up on it, and therefore there is no such thing as having to pay back dollar behay, as we say by shorvese, or paying back kefil, and any other kind of of theft. Right, the Ganav would never be high for those things because he never really stole it, <laughs> right? Because that, that, uh, you, don't, you don't have to pay the many-fold right, payment back unless you've actually acquired it as a thief, right? So he never really stole it. And therefore, since he never stole it, right, he doesn't have to pay the, those payments and he didn't steal it because Barry never gave up to it. That's one extreme way of looking at it, right? Uh, of course, you could make the counter-argument and say that, wait a minute, Barry took it and then... And so that's what theft is. Theft is Barry doesn't want to, uh, I mean, not Barry took it. Barry had it taken from him rather, right? And that's what theft is. Theft is Barry doesn't want to have it taken from him and then somebody forcibly took it from him. That, isn't that what theft is? That's one, so, so you can make the counter argument. And then the flip side of that, right? The, the opposite extreme is, it, what if it doesn't matter? What if, it, what, what if, if Barry was Miyayish? What if Barry is the owner? He's going to be the original. Barry, you're going to be the ball of this thing. Uh, you're going to get, you're going to get uh, uh, something stolen from you about 100 times today. I apologize. <laughs> but Barry is the original owner, right? What, what's, let's say he had Yehush, right? He, he immediately, when he saw those guys, like, this thing is a goner. I'm never seeing this thing again. And he, and he despaired of it. So what are you going to say then? Are you going to say that because he had Yehush, the thief was, it becomes the thief's property? So much so that it's not as even, even as if he stole it. After all, when Barry has Yehush, it's like he despairs of it. It's almost like he's what? Mafkir it. It's almost like he's giving it up, right? Well, once he's giving it up, it's like he found it in the street. It's not even theft. Well, if it's not theft, then you don't have anything to, 
to return. You don't have anybody to return it to. That's the other opposite extreme. So at what point, this is the abstract Lundus ladder, at what point do you say that a thief took it? Is it only when Barry doesn't despair of it and he forcibly took it? Or is it only when Barry did despair of it and therefore he, it's really his, right? Again, the two extremes are, you might say, well, it's only theft if Barry despaired of it because only then does the Ghanav actually acquire it. Otherwise, it's just Barry's thing running around. Or you could say it's only theft if Barry, right, doesn't despair of it because otherwise it's really the God, rightfully the God of us and it's not even theft, right? Those are the two, those are the two extremes. What do you mean rightfully God? Well, it's not really rightfully his. Barry had a problem with this yesterday. Of course it's not rightfully his. He has no right to take it from, from Barry. But the point is, halakhically, if, if you, Barry, had, were miyayish it, then it's almost as if you, yeish kone would mean, it's almost as if you were mafgir it in a way, right? It's not really hefgir because obviously those are two different things. I'm just exaggerating it to illustrate the idea that once you relinquish it, it's no longer yours. Well, if it's no longer yours, it's kind of like finders keepers. Now, you know, the, the ganav is going to, in, in Shemaim, is going to be treated like, like a ganav, but maybe with respect to, once you have to dice it down to, can the ganav be makdish it, can the Ghanav, does the Ghanav have to be Kefel? We'll see inside, right? It may have an impact. If you're Miyashit, maybe it's really his, and he doesn't have to pay Kefel. The Gemara entertains that possibility, and so I'm trying to explain that the possibility would be as if you were Mafkarit and the Ghanav just picked up an Aveda, even, we know, even though we know that that's not what he did, right? But uh, halachically, at some point, you've got to slice it and dice it. If you want to get really um, technical, the question is, and I can't believe you didn't ask me this, Barry, is, Yeush, how explicit does it have to be? Does Barry have to express it, that he is in despair? What would you say about Yeush Shalomidas? What, what would you say if Barry's, you know, he's in Cancun, he's totally unaware of this whole thing, right? So would, do we assume despair, right? Do we assume not, right? So that is... That is already the top of the top. Like once you're talking about Yeshul Midas, you're in a abstract lumdus world uh, in a uh, in a Neverland. So now let's, with that background, you're going to see how we climb up and down the ladder in the Gemara as follows. Says the Gemara, Okay, so the Mishnah. This is referring back to the very first Mishnah in Perak Meruba. Uh, towards the end of that Mishnah, it had an interesting halacha that if Phil uh, Phil, you're going to be a little bit of a thief here. I'm sorry. And, of course, Andrew will be as well. So, if Phil stole from Barry, okay, and then Barry, uh, and then Andrew stole from Phil, the same thing. So, whereas Phil would have to pay Barry, right, uh, Kefel for, you know, once he admits and he, and he returns it, Andrew would not have to pay it for Phil. Why is that? So, the Gemara's going to explain. Here we go. Amarav. Lashon elif Okay, all of this, according to Rav, has to do with Barry never despaired of it. So now we're going to call it Barry's item, Barry's ball, right? So he has a beach ball. So this is going to be the item in question um, for Kefel. So Barry never despaired of it. But if Barry really dis- did despair of it, again, Phil steals from Barry and Andrew steals from Phil, the same ball. So if, if Barry despaired of his ball, Kanau gun of Rishon. So then what really happens is Phil now owns the ball. The gun of Shani, Mishalm Tishlumi, Kefal, the gun of Rishon. And then Andrew has to pay Kefal to Phil. 
Because you see what I mean? This is right away, Barry. The, th- the case that you didn't like is hitting you right in the face, right? You despaired of your ball. Phil now is the ball, a ball. And now, and now, and Andrew steals it from Phil. He does, in fact, pay Phil Kefel, right? This is unlike, right? And he's saying that our mission that says that Andrew doesn't pay Phil Kefel is talking about a case where Barry did not despair of it. So if Barry didn't despair of it, so now if Phil had it and returned it, you have to pay Kefel. But if Andrew took it from Phil, then he's just giving it an Ezekiel. Why? Because the Torah says that you pay Kefel when you take it from the Baal, right? But if, but if Barry never despaired of it, so then Phil's never really the Baal, right? So by Andrew taking it from Phil, right, he took it not from the Baal, he took it from the guy who stole it from the Baal, right? So Andrew doesn't have to pay Kefel for that reason, right? Because it's really Barry's ball in Phil's possession. That scenario, you don't, have, you don't pay Kefel for, okay? That's what's going on here. So that's Rav's halacha. Rav's halacha is, if Barry, if Barry has Yehush, then it's really Phil's, and Andrew will pay Phil Kefil. If Barry doesn't have Yehush, then it's really Barry's, and then if Andrew steals it from Phil, he, in fact, will not pay Kefil. So I'm Rav Sheshus, believes that Rav was sleeping through this. He can't believe that Rav said this halacha. Why? The Tanya, because of the following Brisa. Right, in the case, as we've said yesterday, where you steal a short or a say, you have to pay either four or five times. Why did the Torah tell you that you have to pay an extra penalty? Because you went deeper into the chait. What's the chait? The chait is somebody steals, right, a short of a say from Barry. Okay, well, you know what? So long as that thing is still extant, you can return the same said thing. You can return the same exact thing and full tshuva is possible. But once you've shechted it, so then, right? You've become more embedded and rooted in the sin. And for that, you pay a penalty. Amos. Now, what was the case in Rabbi Akiva's case where you sold it or shechted it? Elam lifnei yeyush. If you're going to say that it's before Barry despaired of it as we arrive at some chasm at Aleph, are you going to say that you actually were mishtarish? What is the Gemara assuming here? It says, right, you look at Rashi. Alo ahanu masav, dishini rishus. This is the first ration of Chesim Alf, which says the following. There is no deepening of the hate of theft in the sense that if Barry was never despair of it, so what is happening when somebody, when, when Phil uh, steals it and then Andrew steals it and then sells it, let's say. Phil steals it and then sells it. What's happening in that case is what? It's just moving from Rishus to Rishus, but it's always Barry's. So you're not deepening, you're not getting more deeply rooted in the chayt at all. As Rashi says, there's no, no kinyan yet. It's just moving around. It has to be, says, right? Um, right, it says, Rav Sheshes, it has to be the case where, uh, in Rabbi Akiva's case, where Barry despaired of it. He had yeush. Now, if you're going to say that, wait a minute, once you're yeush, uh, then Phil acquires it. If you're going to ask, if that's the case, so then why does Phil, after all, have to pay Dal Behe at all? You see the opposite extreme playing out here? You might ask that if it's true that Barry despaired of it. So now, when Phil stole it, Barry despaired of it. Now Phil owns it. Now, of course, he could sell it. He could, he could uh, you know, serve it for a CM as he does, right? And, and chop it up like he could do all of those things. So why would he have to pay Dalit Vahey? 
If you were to ask that, Amri, I will tell you, that's not a good Svara, because Rava actually had an opinion about this uh, spectrum in the, in the uh, Lambdas dynamic, and his idea was, Ah, that, sh- that sharish b'chet means that you got deeper into the sin by actually doing something worse. Shana b'chet means that you, you repeated the sin, right? Like Mishnah, repeating. What does that mean? That in the case of shana b'chet means, it's not that it's kona, right? but, be, but, the problem, but you still pay dalad b'chet. In other words, shana b'chet, right? This is a fascinating Rashi, the third skinny line. Right, so in other words, even though Barry didn't despair of it, even though, right, Phil again, Barry didn't despair of it. Phil stole it, and then Phil sold it or shechted it. In all of those, or diced it, as you call it. In all of those cases, Phil still didn't own it. It was still Barry's. This is how Barry. This is really the Barry's worldview. Rava is really the Barry worldview. Rava is basically saying. Phil took Barry's thing. It's always Barry's thing. It was never not Barry's thing. Uh, and, he, and Barry never relinquished it. But that's still, that's what theft is. And when Phil diced it and sold it, he went ahead and did an extra bad thing. And it is for that that he pays Donald Mahay, right? Even though it's still Barry's. That's, that's how that works, okay? In other words, the fact that Phil has to pay Donald Mahay doesn't mean that Phil owns it or that that's when he acquired it, it just means that he doubled down, literally and figuratively, on the chet. That's all. So that makes sense to Barry. So five lines down, that's the challenge that we have to, to Rav. Again, Rav said that our Mishnah was talking about it has to be la'achar yehush, so Rav says, I don't think so. Right? Um, now, and Rav Sheshis, right, and Rav say, I don't think so. Another one, Tashma. Let, let's look at the following Brisa. The Brisa has... Three uh, cases as follows. Okay, the Pasuk says, right, that Phil steals it from Barry and he dices it or sells it. Says the price, that just like when Phil dices the, the meat, and that is the point of no return, it'll never be the same animal again, so too, when Phil sells the animal, it has to be the kind of sale that does not revert. revert. How so? Amos, what's a case when a sale does not revert? So if you're going to say, well, it's a kind of sale where Barry did not despair yet, right? So why is that considered the point of our return? After all, uh, uh, unlike what we just said, this price at this point assumes that you're only chayiv if you're kona it, right? So, of course, then it feels like it's always Barry's thing. It just reverts to Barry. That's not the point of no return at all. It must be that the kind of case where tavach umachar, again, it's using a comparison of the Pasuk. The Pasuk says that Phil either diced it or sold it. The Pasuk is saying, well, the sale has to be similar to the, to the dicing in the sense that it's the point of no return. Well, the point of no return only takes place once Barry despairs of it, because then it's no longer his, and even if they gave it back, it's not giving back his thing, it's giving back right, somebody else's thing that was acquired. It has to be la'acha yeush. kanye. And if you're going to say, wait a minute, well, if you're going to think that that Barry's despair in its own right is what is makna it to Phil, Amai Mishal Marvachamisha. If that's the case, as we've said before, why would Phil have to pay Dal Behei? Because Shalohu Toveach Shalohu Mocher. After all, once it's Phil's, now he's just selling or dicing his own meat. 
So for, for that, he has to pay dal v'hei. So again, the very idea of tavachu machar is trying to is trying to challenge Rav about this whole idea of whether our mission is referring to before or after Yehush. Says the Gemara Kedama Rav Nachman. No, for there we can understand like Rav Nachman that when it says tvacho machor, and the, when the pasuk says that tvacho machor is saying that the uh, sale has to be similar to the dicing in the sense that it has to be uh, irreversible, it is not referring to the fact that it has to be after Yehush, but rather to something else. What is referring to as follows: Prat yom, that if Phil stole right uh, Barry's animal, right, short or set, and then rented it to somebody for 30 days, and then got the rental back, then it's not going to, he's not going to have to pay, right, dollar vahey. You say, wait a minute, why doesn't he have to pay dollar vahey? After all, he did a transaction with it. No, the transaction has to be like a one-way transaction, like dicing, not a rental for 30 days, but a full one-directional, no backseas, non-refundable sale. That's what Tavachu Machar teaches you, okay? That's what that means. So again, according to Rav Nachman, the detail here that we're learning from Phil, from Tavachu Machar, is that if Phil rented it to somebody else, he will not have to pay dollar for hey, even though he did a transaction with it, he'll only have to do it if he does a non-refundable one-way sale, okay? Now, further challenge. Again, Rav learned from our Mishnah that Yesh is Kona, so the first wide line, Meisvei, Okay, so here we go. Let's have some fun. Phil steals from Barry, and then Andrew steals from Phil. So, as we've said before, Phil would have to pay if he were returning to Barry the KFL. And Andrew only pays, right, the, and, and Andrew only pays the Karen to, uh, uh, right, uh, the Karen. Okay, that is... Ganav uvachar v'ganvo. Okay, that's consistent with our Mishnah. Now, ganav umachar uvachar ganvo. Okay, so now the case here. Is, so the first case is Phil steals from Barry and Andrew steals from Phil. The second case is Phil steals from Barry and then sells it to Andrew, and then somebody steals it from Andrew. Okay, what would be the case there? So let's say we're talking about a shorter set. So Phil, for the animal, he would have to pay Arba Chamisha. Why? Because he sold it. Right? Again, Tavachu Machar is when you take on that penalty. So right in the first case, Phil never got a chance to sell it. In the first case, Phil had it stolen from him. So for that, he'd have to pay Kephil. In the second case, now, Phil sold it. So for that, he'll have to pay Dalad Vahey. Okay. Um, so, and in that scenario, right, the second thief, right, who sold it from, who, who stole it from Andrew, who had it sold to, he would have to pay Tashlumi Kefal to Andrew, right? However, because again, Andrew didn't know anything about this. He bought it from Phil. How would he possibly know that Phil stole it from Barry? So, Andrew simply is an innocent bystander as he is, and he actually just bought it in good faith. So when he gets it stolen from him, he'll have to get, he'll, he'll be paid back kefil, okay? However, Ganova Tavach, and here's a fun case. So Phil steals it from Barry, and he dices it. Uba Acher Ugnavo. I should really apologize to Phil. Barry gets it stolen from time. Phil's the thief here. I apologize, Phil. Ganova Tavach, he stole it and diced it. Uba Acher Ugnavo. 
And now Andrew came and stole it from him. He stole the, the beef from Phil. So now So again, Phil would have to pay Dalat Vahey because Phil, again, he did either either Machar or Tavach. Either way, you pay Dalat Vahey. So that he did. He diced it. But the second thief doesn't pay anything uh, in, the, in the form of kefel uh, or anything like that. He just pays the principal. Now, why does he do that? He stole it from Phil. Why would, why would he not pay kefel? So, so, like, so we're going to have to discuss, right? Again, the Rishon is, so, right, you stole it from Phil after he diced it. So Phil pays Dalvehei. Why does Andrew not have to pay him kefil? Let's see. And I even got, says the Gemara, so again, we have three cases. The first case was Phil stole from Barry and Andrew stole from Phil. The second case is Phil stole from Barry and then he sold it to Andrew. And then Andrew had it stolen from him. And the third case is Phil stole from Barry and shechted it and then Andrew stole the meat from Phil. So the middle case is where Phil sells it to Andrew and then Andrew has it stolen from him. So, says the Gemara, in that specific case, we learned, Ganavumachar, right, uh, spells it out, that Phil stole, uh, stole it and then sold it, Gnavo, and then he sold, again, he sold it to Andrew and, and Andrew had it stolen. And then we said in that case that what the Lacha is, is that Phil has to pay Dalit Behe because he sold it for Mechir or, or Tvicha. He sold it, so he has to pay Barry Dalit Behe. In that case, we said, that the second thief, meaning the one who stole it from Andrew, who bought it from Phil, sounds a little chadgadya here, Amos, right? What would we say? When when did that when did that second thief sell it? Right? Elam Yeush. So again, who is who is paying the thief is paying Kefel to to Andrew? When? If you're gonna say before Barry despaired of it. So Shania, my Misham Tashlumi Kefel. So wait a minute. Why is the second thief paying Andrew Tashlumi Kefel? What does that have to do with anything? This Andrew doesn't own it. It, it belongs to Phil. Right? As the Gemara says, Shina Rishus below Yeish, Meikal Amanda Amar Takani. Would anybody say that as this poor Gdi was changing hands, would anybody say without despair that it belonged to anyone other than Barry? Certainly not. And therefore, since it didn't belong to anyone other than Barry, albeit Andrew bought it from Phil, but it always belonged to Barry, and therefore Andrew's not entitled to, to Kefel. Rather, you have to say that the, that second Brysa, right, that entire Brysa in the second case in the Brysa is referring to a case where Phil, where Barry had despaired of it. And it is for that reason that Andrew gets the Kefel. Uh, however, now, once you say that it's certainly after Yehush, so if you held within Yehush that Yehush uh, creates an acquisition, so watch what happens. Barry despaired, right? Phil uh, took, Phil um, sold it. And then the question is, am I Misham Tishlomi Avra Chamisha? The day who Dezabin, right? Then we go back to the other halachic, the other Lamdish extreme. That if, in fact, Yehush is Kones, then why does Phil have to pay Dalvehe back to Barry? After all, he sold his own thing because he already acquired it, like almost rightfully so. Barry's going to say rightfully so. Rava's going to agree with Barry. Say rightfully so. That's not rightfully so. That's what a thief is. But be that as it may, over here, we're saying that since Barry 
despaired of it. it. It belonged to Phil, and Phil would never have to pay Dal Behei. Besu, and furthermore, the Ketani Reisha, we do have the first case in the Brisa. What's the first case? Let's remind ourselves. It's a thief from a thief. Right? Right? That in that case, Phil pays Barry Kefel, and Andrew only pays the principal, Mehdi. When is that case? La that has, what are we going to say? That the whole Bryce is talking about after Barry despaired. Well, if it's after Barry despaired, if you're going to say that by Barry despairing, he's actually machinated to Phil, well, why does Andrew only pay the principal to Phil after all? Phil acquired it through Yehush of Barry, and now it's Phil's. And now when Andrew steals it from Phil, it's as if he's stealing it from the original OG owner himself. In which case, Andrew should have to pay Phil, Kephil. So the Gemara, Elalav, Shmamina, Yesh, Lokoni, Vikashal, Rav. Maybe you're going to say that since the first case doesn't work, unless you hold that Barry's despair is not a form of Kenyan, it would be Akashal, Rav, because Rav seemed, right, Rav was the one that made the statement that our, our whole Mishnah, right, is only talking about Lifna Yesh. But Achar Yesh, everything would be Kona, right, after Yesh, it was as if it belongs to Phil. Well, our Brysa clearly is saying, not that way. Our Brysa would not make any sense if we held like Rav, and therefore this entire three-case Brysa seems to be a challenge to Rav. To which, again, Rava, how does he handle this Brysa? Changes the wording in the Brysa. He changes not so much the wording, but the, hal- yeah, the wording, the halacha. He changes the psak. Watch this, I'm a Rava. Do you really think that this Brysa is, po- is properly worded? Do you think that this psak of the Brysa is exactly what it is? Rava, Rava's svar, he's so locked in to Barry's worldview of what a thief is, Rava, that he's willing to change the psak and the brisa. Because that's the thing that makes the most sense to him. Svar is going to be king here for Rava, as follows. Look at the last case. What was the last case again? Phil dices it up as he does after stealing it from, from Barry, which he would never do, but for the sake of this case. Uvachar and Gnavo. And then Andrew steals the meat from Phil because he can't resist. Right? So there we said what? That Phil's going to have to pay Dalbe because he did a dicing to Barry. And then Andrew only pays the Karen. That's, that was the third case in the Bryce. Says Rava. Is there anybody who would say, right? So forget about you, Barry. Is there anybody who would say that once Phil dices it, that it doesn't belong to Phil? According to Rava, everybody holds that once you dice it, that you certainly were conant. So now it's like reflecting on the entire brisa. That's the, that's the one solid point. We're not going to get into a lumdus, right, uh, sort of lost in, in the lumdus of whether Yesh is Kone or not, because shechting it is shechting it. Now it's for sure, that's a shinu brisa. Now it's for sure fills, right? So once it's for sure fills, right, so then why... Does, do we say that the thief who stole it from Andrew doesn't pay Kefel? Why would we possibly say that he only pays the Karen? After all, Phil Mamish diced it and sliced it. So of course now the relationship of this item to Barry has been severed, right? Literally and figuratively. It's been totally diced apart. And so why aren't we paying Kefel? It's new ownership, right? Asks Rava, no. He says, yes, that, <laughs> Rav is saying, well, that's because that's why theft is. Olam, says Rav, the whole price of this whole idea is Barry 
never wanted anything to be stolen from him. He never gave up on any of it. And you have to change the Pesach, right? In the last case to the middle case, in the middle case to the last case, as follows. This is how you read the Brisa. This is what the Halacha should be. Different than what we just read in the Brisa, as follows. That if indeed, right, after Phil stole it, he sold it, right, and then somebody, um, right, then stole it from, from Andrew after Andrew bought it from Phil, then that, in that case, then Phil, because he sold it, has to pay Dalad Karen, right? And then the person who stole it from Andrew only pays the principal. Why? Because all of this is Barry's stuff. And Barry never despaired. And therefore it was not Kona. In other words, again, it was Barry's thing. Phil stole it. Still Barry's thing, but that's how theft works. It's Barry's thing that now Phil stole. Still, Phil sells it. So that, um, that gives Phil the penalty of Dalad Vahey. Then the person who stole it, anything that happens after that, you only pay the Karen because this whole thing was always Barry's. And yet when you sold it in good, uh, and then the person who bought it in good faith, it got stolen from him. None of that uh, is going to incur any penalties because the real penalty is on Phil who did the original uh, sin as it were, of taking, of stealing it from Barry. Okay, so that's the case of when Phil sells it. What happens when Phil dices it? Gun of Atavach, the third case is as follows. The halacha, we change the psaq, wherever it does. Gun of Atavach, Phil stole it, and then diced it. Uva acher And then Andrew steals the meat chunks from Phil. So again, Phil, of course, like he did in the second case, is going to have to pay Dalad Behei to Barry because he's the one that diced it. In that case, um, Andrew will have to pay Kefal to Phil. Why? Because in the case of dicing, as opposed to the case of selling, Phil actually acquired it. Right? So you, there was never any Yehush. But even in the absence of Yehush, in the absence of Barry's despair, Phil chopped it up, and so he did really acquire it. And therefore there, Andrew would have to pay the kefil to Phil. But if you're paying close attention to what the Psaq was in the Brisa, and what the Psaq is in the Brisa in the three cases according to Rava, he switched the Psaq. He says that Andrew pays kefil only in the third case of, of, of Phil dicing it, and he pays, and he doesn't pay kefil in the case where he sold it, because it was always Barry's, because there was never Yehush. That is Rava's worldview of what is going on in these Gemaras and these Bryces. Um, okay. Of course, I get excited because this makes total sense to me. And then, and then uh, I get yelled at by uh, Birnbaum that I'm biased because it's rubber. What can I say? Okay, now Rav Papa Amar, as we learned yesterday, Rav Papa was like such a close Talmud of Rava that he gave Chazar and people sometimes thought that he was speaking on Rava's behalf, but he had a lot of his own ideas. And a lot of times he was Cholik. This is one of the ideas where he's Cholik. Rav Papa Amar, he doesn't like the idea of messing with the Brisa. And you don't change around the Brisa. Indeed, what you're going to have to say, instead of changing the Brisa, you're going to say that the Seifa Beit Shamahi, whoa, we're bringing in the big guns Tanaim now. And what does Bichamai say? A wild cheetah, da'amri shino bimkoyma oimed. That physical change, up until now, Rava said, would anybody say that physical change is not Kona? Indeed, somebody does. Bichamai, right, if you look on Samachai, you might recall that he says that uh, with regards to Esnan Zona, in that context, right, that physical change is not necessarily a shinurishus. 
that's what Shina bim kama means. And it is for that reason that Bechama would say that you don't have to change the Bryson because shechting it and dicing it is not necessarily any different than stealing it, and therefore we're going to keep the Bryson as it were. To which the Gemara says, So, okay, so now Rav, who holds that Yehushas Kona is going to have a problem with the Rasha and the Mitziyah in the first and second case. Why would the first God of Pei Kefel, right, or Dalvahei, if indeed, right, there was already despair? And, it, and he owned it. So to that, Amar Rizvid, Rizvid is going to answer, Lohm Kulul Lifnei Yehush, Rachamayaskina. The whole case is, so he changes it a little bit different than Rava. He keeps the Psak the same in the Brisa, but he says, Phil, uh, he says that Barry never despaired, and we're talking about a case in Yitzhashu Ba'alim Bilokeach, where what happened was that Barry, he had a, uh, a split in his despair. That if he, right, if it was in the possession of a buyer, Right, so then he never despaired. Veloni Tiashu Beganov, right? But he didn't dis- he didn't have Yeush with the Ganov. Why? The Havale Yeush and then the Gurag gets involved with the Shina Rishus. I understood it better without the 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 parentheses and we're getting into like a little bit of a dicey situ- point here in the Gemara. But the point of this Gemara is as follows that when Barry had his despair, there's different levels, and then we're going to get to the Yeshua Lomidas and get, fall down into a manhole here of Lumdus. But the point is that when Barry had despair, well, there's different levels. If, let's say it's assumed despair, that he never actually declared his despair. So there's different things, right? If somebody stole it, we'll see. Rahman um, al we should have all our captives back. The captives are mentioned on this daf, right? When, when, so, so it's an extreme example of somebody gets taken, Right, a, a kidnapping happens. You never despair, right? You never despair. You never give up. You always have in mind that you're gonna that you're gonna bezat Hashem get it back, my way that you come back safely. But if you have uh, something that it, the circumstances are, you know that it's not coming back. You, it's a metaltalin, and you don't really care that much about it. And you know the way this goes. That once it's gone, it's gone. It's going to become somebody else's whatever flower pot in two seconds. So then you do have a yesh. So there's a difference between whether you sold, whether it was stolen. When it's stolen, you always hope that the guy is going to do tshuva and return it. Because that's what a gun is supposed to do, do tshuva and return it. Whereas if it was sold, so now it was sold to Andrew, he was unsuspecting. He has no idea that any of this backstory happened. There's no reason why Barry would ever expect it back. Because Andrew has no reason, he doesn't, he doesn't realize that he's not the owner of this item. So when it comes to sale, like, then Andrew, then Barry, again, it's an assumed despair, then he's never getting it back. When it comes to a theft, then, then Barry can hope that it would come back. That is Rav Zvid's answer. And don't say that you need both despair and shinarishus. In that case, the despair would also, in that context, also work, even without But the reason why the Bryce is giving a case where the Yesh happened after it, the, the animal was bought from Phil is because you can't find a case where you have first the first thief and the second thief pay the multitude of penalties in any other way other than the way where Barry had no Yesh while the stolen animal was still in possession of Phil. And it is only for that reason that the Brysa is structured in that way, but otherwise, Rivazvid is going to say that it is like a split kind of Yehush, and therefore it, the Yehush is only on the sale and not on the theft, and that's how he reconciles the Psak of the Brysa with the, with the concepts of Rav. Wow. So now two dots, 11 lines up. The rest is easy now that we've done all the hard work. The rest is just um, a lot of repetition here on these concepts as follows. Itmar. 
So now he said, Hamochel lifnei yeush. So a ganav sells the animal, right, after, lifnei uh, yeush, and Barry never gave up on it. So Phil sells it, Barry never gave up. Rav Nachman Amar Chayev. Rav Nachman is going to say that he's going to be Chayev, that Phil's going to be Chayev Dal Behei. And Rav says, I'm Potter. Rav says he's Potter from Dal Behei. And so this is just like a statement, but we already know all the, all the right, conceptual underpinnings of the statement, and we're just going to plug and play, right? It's just going to be repetition. Because again, why would Phil, yes, be Chayev Dal Behei? Because he stole it, and, and if you steal it, and then you sell it, you're Chayev Dal Behei. Now, why would we chayev before Barry, uh, before Barry uh, gave up on it? Because that's what theft is. That's one way of looking at it, right? So that would be Rav Nachman. Whereas Rav Shesha is going to say, maybe he's going to say that he's Potter because, because if, after all, right, if he took it, maybe it's still Barry's. But we're going to see all the different things. Like if he took it and Barry was Miyash, maybe it's just moving from Rishus to Rishus. We'll see the opposite case also. So again, Rav Nachman, Amar Chayev. Why? And so we're going to go through all the sources again. Right? Because after all, Phil's going to be chayev for selling it because the Pasuk says umachor and you sold it and he sold it. And when it says so, it says so categorically when the Pasuk says that Phil stole the thing, sold the thing that he stole, it doesn't say what Barry did and therefore it categorically should be mechayev Phil. However, if Sheshus thinks that Phil will be potter from Dalad Bahay after selling it, because it's only after Barry's despair, the Ahanu Maisev, Avalifnei Yehush, the Lohanu Lomachayev Maisev, because Dumi Tzvicha Be'inon, the Ahanu Maisev. This is exactly what we said before, that Ahanu Maisev means that by Phil, by taking it, did anything happen at all? So what the Gemara is suggesting now is, according to Rav Sheshes, if Barry did not despair, then it's always Barry's, and Phil's not even, even a thief. Lohanu Maisev means that he didn't do anything uh, halachically effective, right? He just simply... Re, like took it into his rishos, but he was never konet, and therefore he should never be chay of dal So we said this is the conceptual extreme, okay. And now Rav Sheshis is going to try to bring his source. Amar Rav Sheshis minon minalach. When do you where do you learn this line of thinking? The Tanya from the Brisa. Amar Rikivim Tamar Matara Tavar Chobacham Shalom Arba Chamisha. Why did Torah say that a person who right diced it or sold it has to pay dal This is a copy paste. Because you got deeper. Amos, when are you going to say that you're deeper in the chet? Elam, if you're going to say that Barry didn't despair, then you didn't really get deeper. It's just Barry's thing, moving from Rishus to Rishus. And the law has to be that Barry did despair, and that is why you're getting deeper into the chet. Uh, and to there, Rav is going to pipe up as he did before, right? It doesn't really mean got deeper. It just means that you double down on your chet. Not only did you take Barry's thing, Phil, but you sold Barry's thing. So for that, you should get punished regardless of whether Barry had Yehosh. So this is where we're with Rava here. So Tashma. Uh, let's challenge Rav Nachman now. Tvacho o machro, and again, concepts that we've already discussed. We're equating, right, selling to, uh, to shechting in the way that should be, to dicing in the way that it should be irretrievable. Matvich HaShayin HaChozeres, as we've said before. Uh, and again, this is the opposite extreme of the concept that just like when you dice it, it's an irreversible action. So too, when you sell it, it should be irreversibly sold. Amos. When is it, in fact, irreversibly sold? If you're going to say it's before Barry was despairing, am I in a chazeris? Why do you not re- return it? Just you, you know, say and return it. But once Barry despaired, it's no longer his. Even if you return it, you're not returning him his thing. You made it your own and now you're giving it like as a, as a, uh, 
Right? You're giving it as a gift. And so we learn from this that the Dalad Vahey has to be Achar Yehush. That's unlike Rav Nachman. So Rav Nachman's going to say, no, that's not the. Tirgama Rav Nachman, Prat He'll go, just like we said before, that when it says Tavachumachar and it makes an equivalency, it's not talking about the fact that it has to be irreversible and therefore it's no, making no mention of whether Barry did Yehush or not. But rather, it just means that if Phil rented it, he doesn't have to pay dollar Bay because that is not the kind of sale that we're talking about. It would have to be if Phil, right, sold it. Now the last line, as we turn at the uh, symbolic yet hopeless time of 6.13 a.m. You know, I'll prove it to you like this. This is the first Rashi. Rashi. Immediately, and this goes back to what we were saying before. What is the assumption, says Rebelezer, when it gets stolen? What do we assume is Barry's frame of mind? He's been getting his stuff stolen all morning long. So what is, does he have Yehush or does he not? Right? So, Torah said, Ganavu Machar. So what would you say? Stam Ganei of Yehush means there's a presumption in any case of theft that Barry is indeed in despair of ever recovering it. Why? Says the Gemara. Wait a minute. The Torah said that the thief has to pay Dalad Vahey. Wait, why should he have to pay it? Maybe Barry had no despair. It has Is it not because Barry actually was Mayaish? In other words, at this case, at this stage, Rabbi Lazar is assuming that the only reason Phil has to pay Dalad Vahey is because it really worked. We're not just moving Barry's thing around. It's not like Rava's worldview. But rather, it's because he actually acquired it. But now the Gemara says, Maybe you're going to say that the Torah is going to make you pay Dalad Vahey even if Barry never had despair. The Gemara says, And again, we're, we're now doing laps around the same conceptual ideas. Okay? Back and forth. This is what I mean by the Lumdash ladder or spectrum. We're just going to do laps around it we found a, a, a happy resting place by Rava's worldview. But you see that it's just going around and around and around. The spectrum just goes back and forth. It is fascinating how it's not nailed down here. Right? So, Again, that, didn't we say that the sale has to be similar to the dicing, that just like the dicing is very definitive, so too the sale has to be definitive? And if, in fact... Barry didn't despair. Is the sale indeed definitive? So eight lines down, we say, that this is the new wrinkle of the Yesh, kind of like Shalomi Das, that maybe the only time that we say that Yesh is actually an effective Yesh is when? When actually, that Barry announces it. We heard that Barry had despair. That's what Rashi says. In other words, is there an assumption of despair on Barry's part, or does Barry have to express said despair for the age to work? Says the Gemara, don't enter your mind, Phil. Don't let this enter your mind. That it's similar to dicing uh, Just like, right, um, when you are dicing, then immediately, if it's immediately after the theft, so too the selling has to be immediately after the theft, which is to say, Barry never has to announce his, his despair. The despair is implied. What do you mean will alter? It means because it's immediate. 
Immediate means like this, it's automatic. Automatic means that it's axiomatic, which is to say that whatever would be true of when Phil diced it would also be true of when Phil sold it. Barry's right, mindset is automatic and assumed. Well, if it's automatic and assumed, then that's the opposite of saying that he has to actually express it. So everything that we're going to say about your despair, Barry, you should never have any despair, but anything that we're going to say about it, we're going to assume it just from the action itself. You don't have to be an active, um, expressive player in this, okay? <laughs> Fine. Now, Amalei Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan said to Rabbi Lazar, Geneva benefesh tochiach, and this is what I was referring to before, that kidnapping demonstrate the idea that you have such a thing as theft, right, even when the Baal is not miyayish, because after all, she'en yesh Baal because after all, the Torah tells you that a person who kidnaps somebody and then sells him should be put to death. Well, Certainly, that's not a case where there's Yehosh, obviously. There would never be a Yehosh in a kidnapping. And therefore, and yet, you're going to be put to death. You can't sell him. You're going to have, you're going to incur. So what are you going to say? That, that it's Barry, that, that, what are you going to say? That's the original uh, parent or whatever person, loved one's person running around and it was never taken? Of course it's considered taken. So the same thing should be by theft as well. That it's, even though it's not the same, it's metatalin, it's considered taken. The Gemara says, Sounds like Rabbi Yochanan has, similar to what we said with Rover's uh, worldview, that you're chayev even if Barry doesn't despair, because that's what theft is. What would he say if Barry despaired? So Rabbi Yochanan Amar chayev, that Rabbi So in that case, certainly Rabbi Yochanan is going to say you're going to be chayev if Barry does despair, the whole Shiloh will be, uh, I'm sorry, certainly you're going to be high if Barry doesn't despair and wants to hold on to it. The whole Shiloh will be, if Barry does despair, now you have Machlokas, or Yochanan Rishlokish. Once Barry despairs, does that actually mean that it's no longer considered a stolen item? It's like as if he was mafkirit, so to speak, and you acquired it. So the Gemara explains, because Rabbi Yochanan says categorically, a thief is a thief, doesn't matter. The Barry's Right, uh, despair is irrelevant. Whereas Rishlakish Amar Potter, he will fnei Yehushu, that that he, he holds that the Dal Vehei is lifnei Yehush, Avla Acher Yehush. But if Barry did in fact despair, he's Kona, Kona. Rishlohu Tovech Rishlohu Bocher. So let's pick up tomorrow with Aceve, right, somewhere in the middle over here, just to make Andrew feel at home uh, of Savachesam and Beis. May all of our um, captives be returned safely and uh, may we never have any yeush and despair and only Yeshua's for all of Kali's throne.